Hey, weirdos. We are recording this out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, but our guests are located all across the world, and our co-host Ronan is located across the Atlantic in Galway, Ireland. Because of this and the nature of technology, there will be occasional issues with audio or video, things that don't get picked up, or any number of other problems. We will try to eliminate as many as we can, but sometimes an amazing moment happens in the middle of the technology glitch, and we want to make sure that those moments make it out into the world. So please forgive any audio, video, or other technology-related problems. We want to show people how they are, and the same philosophy applies to how we want to present the show. Because everyone's weird, and so are you, and so is this podcast, and so is this giraffe. You're so weird. One day, my daughter said to me, I can't stay quiet, my mouth wants to talk. And I couldn't wait to hear what came out of it next. We don't spend enough time telling stories or listening to those of the people who shape the world we live in. Here are real stories of the eclectic cast of characters I've collected in my menagerie of weirdos. They're brave, just like you. And they deserve to be listened to. I'm Sam Jenny. And this is Everyone's Weird, and so are you. Hi. Welcome to Everyone's Weird, and so are you. I'm Sam. Oh, and I'm Brady. (laughs) We're currently sponsored by Joshua Rex out of Lincoln, Nebraska, who I can personally test to as a phenomenal fiddler violinist. Um, he's available for private and public events throughout the Midwest and regularly hireable as um, an auxiliary musician for rock, country, and Celtic bands and literally anything and everything else. Trust me on this one. He's a good one. Um, he'll go anywhere if the price is right, and he's humble. Just get hold of him. Negotiate. You can contact him for booking on Instagram at joshuarex.rocks. That's J-O-S-H-U-A-R-E-X dot R-O-C-K-S, or email info at joshuarex.rocks, or you can contact us at eventhisemailisweird at gmail.com. And seriously, he's unparalleled. I know because I have fortunate enough to be able to make the, the music noises with him sometimes. And he has a really sweet mohawk sometimes. Yeah, mohawk's pretty cool. We are broadcasting out of AJK Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find them on Facebook. If you want to record anything... These are your guys. Trust me on this one. They're your guys. They are amazing. We're calling um, Jails John, who is the lead singer of Virgin Mary Pistol Grip um, out of Omaha, Nebraska, and also a high school music teacher and private instructor. And one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. So let's do this. (laughs) Hey, Jails. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Great. Now talking to you. One of my favorite yeah. people in the world. Um, can you tell everybody how we met, kind of? Yeah. Um, I was at a slowdown concert here in Omaha uh, to see the band Guster. And I think right before the show, you were outside. I was. We came out there and we all started just kind of talking. And then I don't know. I don't know when, how we like found each other on Facebook or online or anything. But then I think we went to the concert. Then after the concert, we all kind of ended up back outside. But it was only for a brief moment. I feel like it wasn't like 
I mean, we talked for maybe a few minutes. Maybe you know? a few. We stood ne- near each other during the concert, too. I think I took your phone yeah. and put my information in there. I think I was pretty pushy about that because I was like, we're going to be friends because you love cat. Oh, you're showing me pictures of your cat. That is incredibly yeah. unsurprising. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's so cute. So then, and then you got pulled yeah. up on stage during that show. Yeah, I did get pulled up on stage. Um, under the premise of just your your band, they knew who you were? No, I didn't know. That was beef. No, they did not. How did Basically, what happened was, there? I I don't. I I believe he was just wanted someone to come on stage, and since I was so close, I don't know. I mean, and then he's just like this. I just hopped up there, and then he just asked me to do a bunch of stuff, you know, or he asked me to introduce the band or something. I can't remember exactly, but they introduced you as a lead singer of the of your band, though. And Did they? Said, yeah, you- and he said you're doing some awesome stuff in Omaha. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, well, you were probably backstage before the intro. But yeah, they, they knew <laughs> who you were. It was really cool. Like, Guster, like all like one of my all-time favorite bands, I was like, oh, the guy I connected with who has a cat man and on my Facebook now is on stage. <laughs> I am now cooler yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got a bunch of cool Huh? I said you got a bunch of cool points. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I cool. I leveled up and cool like hardcore. You did <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, can you tell us about your band, Virgin Mary Pistol Grip, and your your albums that are available? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, VMPG started in around 2011 uh, time frame. A buddy of mine, Dan, uh, he lived in Sioux City at the time. And we would drive back and forth from Omaha to Sioux City, uh, writing songs, talking about songs, going to shows, you know, just hanging out together and uh, writing an album. We found a drummer. Uh, He came in and then we headed to Sioux Falls to actually record the uh, entire album. Uh, We know a a guy there, Mike Dresch. Uh, He ran a studio for many years there. And uh, we went there and did all 10 tracks. We released that album at the slowdown here in omaha and uh, a company called lock 22 uh, put it on we had an auction we, we gave away a guitar uh, it was a really fun night a couple other cool bands um Icarus and a pearl jam tribute band uh, played that night so that was a really fun a really fun time fast forward to 2016 ish uh we were fortunate enough to start talking to a producer in la bob marlette and we started working together and he flew out here uh, and we went to Make Believe Studios here in town and we recorded four tracks together, uh, Rick Carson um, and then Jeremy engineered it, Jeremy Deaton and uh, and then Wyatt and I, a guitarist, flew out to LA and did a track together there um, and then so that was uh, the album called Secret Codes, it's a five track EP and we then release that here in Omaha at Harney Street Tavern, which is a bar downtown. Had a really good turnout for that. Uh, a lot of people gave us some thumbs up on the album, Ginger Jesus. You know what I'm saying. And uh, we're currently working on a new album that we are going to put out here shortly. So be looking forward to that. So there is the history of Virgin Mary Pistol Grip. So you started, uh, you personally, right? Did you start the Blue Fingernail Movement? I did, yeah. Um, can you explain what that is? Also, by the way, it's kind of wearing off, but... 
Yeah, you, you guys. Have I, else. Love it. Great. Job. Nice. Love it. Uh, it's basically just a. I mean, it hasn't really developed into a nonprofit, but it's kind of. That's my idea with it. At some point, it's just. Um, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be just, but it, my brother and my sister both have MS. Is kind of first place um, because a lot of times, if you have MS, it leads to depression, which leads to suicide and attempted suicides and things like that. And sometimes it's not just because you're sad; it's because you know things in your brain. Uh, so I feel like that can be used as an example to people because they think it's this thing where people are just going to kill themselves and they're being selfish and they're doing these things, but it's, there's way more, it's way more, you know, black and white than that. So blue fingernails is just a, um, a basically way to tell people that I've been blue. And when they paint their nails, they say they've also been blue. So then we have this understanding already that we both have been through things and we're still here. So it's kind of like a triumphant, um, you know, blue is a sadness color, but when you see someone else's nails, you know, it's just saying what they connect with you and you kind of have those things. So that's the basis of blue fingernails. Camaraderie and understanding and awareness, especially. Yeah. That's, it's really cool. Um, awareness to the fact that it is way more um, complicated than people think. You're not just depressed because something sad happened to you. You have different brain chemistry or a medication change or, a, you know, trauma even. Exactly. Anything. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, even, about- even physical trauma. 100%. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's really cool that you're doing that. And you have a voice that's really loud. People seem to really, really, really love you. And like across the board. And I don't know why, cause you're just the worst, <sighs> but like, <laughs> but it's really cool that you're using that voice to be the voice for, you know, so a lot of people that need that connection to feel not alone in what they're dealing with and know that there's a support system out there for them. And people who understand them. I think it's really, really beautiful that it's, you're doing that. That's an amazing, I mean, service to humanity. Well, thanks man. It's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. I feel like, especially, and I mean, I feel like a lot, of especially, and I'm since I'm a boy, I obviously relate. But like, even kids who, you know, are going through things that I have never even thought of, like, you know, like transgender kids. I mean, I I, I can't say how they feel, so it's hard for me, you know, to have like when people are trying to say this or that. I'm always just like, you're not them. So it's kind of like that's what I'm like, just you know, trying to tell, like, especially kids, like. It's okay to just do what you want, you know, be yourself is ma- is mainly the main thing. Um, and again, your bad things are going to happen in your life no matter what. We're, you're going to get sad. You're going to maybe get depressed. Um, but you just have to know that, you know, a day later or a week later or a month, you know, eventually it levels itself back out. And, you know, hopefully it's better. Yeah, you brave the storm. So. Yeah. So are you essentially... I am not well versed in the the blue fingernail project, but so are you just giving <laughs> giving people that are hurt a voice? I, I mean, essentially, I mean, yeah. like letting them know they're not alone. Connection, basically, like connecting with with people. It's like so when they come to like a concert, or if you know they they come up to me and they say, "Hey, I painted my nails," or you know, sometimes we try to provide nail polish, and we were going to start trying to even give it away or sell it or do some type of thing where when people come to the shows, if they don't have their nails painted, then they can go, Oh yeah, we can just go back to the merch booth and, you know, paint them up. Just, yeah. Just so it shows camaraderie and like, 
not really. I mean, I wouldn't say camaraderie, I guess. Maybe that's not the right word, but it's, just to know. Like, you know? it's like knowing that you're not going through it alone makes it easier to go through, you know? 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's like, yeah. Because when, you, when you're a kid, especially, I always say, it's like, you have no idea, like, hey, this is how I feel. And then another kid says, well, they don't feel this way. They just feel this way. But if you don't ever talk about it or see this, um, you know, see anything, then sometimes it's hard because you don't know. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody has different levels of openness for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that one little fingernail that can show them without having to speak about it, even if they if they can't speak or they're shy or they're closed off about yeah. it, whatever, it still voice so, identifies them. Mm-hmm. As right. As and, then, that kind of I, and I've never and see I, when I when I think of it, I've never really thought about it. that's 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 very true. I mean, I always just thought about it as more of a. I mean, I feel like especially as a man, you know, like I have just blue fingernail polish on, you know, and then so sometimes men who think they're a little more manly than me will try to say some snide comment. But then when I come back and say, well, actually, it's like it's for mental health and I'm trying to and then they're, they they're change their tune. So I also think it like helps even people who maybe are like, why would a guy wear fingernail polish? And then when I am and I tell them, then they say, oh, then maybe that helps them also think like, hey. It's a statement. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a statement without having to speak. I love it. It's, yep. it's beautiful. Well, appreciate it. Can we talk about your cat for a second? <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> is your cat there? He is. Um, I could maybe run and get him. You can if you want to. Also, I love your mug. Oh, thanks. I got it. Uh, my... My brother's well, ex-wife now, but you know it's fine. She, it's, it's all good. You know, mm-hmm. things happen. Um, hold on, yeah. Let me go get my cat really quick. Yeah, get your cat. Get your cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I'm too excited I was not about. aware there was going to be a cat. Your profile involved. has never looked better. Huh? Your profile has never looked better. It looks amazing. You look really good, dressed up like this, <laughs> and your in your black tie, that tire. <laughs> I was not aware there was going to be a cat involved, and now I'm going to geek out of our cat. 100% going to geek, really geek out of our cat. It's a really cute cat. This way. He has a fun name, too. I can't remember what it is, but... So I'm, am I allowed to squeal? Uh, I will be, so yeah, I guess. Just okay. don't squeal louder than me. Don't out-squeal me. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Is that a bat? Oh, 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 oh. Hello! Sorry. <laughs> he is not going to like this at all, but... Oh, sweet pea. Look at that face. He's inc- is he almost like like a really attractive version of Grumpy Cat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a ragdoll. Uh-huh. He's the Fabio What's his name again? Cat. Hey, bye. Bye. I love you. <laughs> oh. He does not look happy. I want to touch him. Hey, no. I want to touch him until he's uncomfortable. <laughs> That sounded really terrible, but you know. Yeah, I don't think that came <laughs> off just very be- well. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, I mean like, he likes to be like three feet away, so you can't quite touch him. But he doesn't want to be near you. But he also doesn't want to leave you alone. Yeah, it's, yeah. He just—that's what cats do. Everything on their own terms. He just hovers. I am a cat. <laughs> He literally calls me kitten because I everything I'm in is like touch me. No, nope, don't touch. No, nope, don't. 
that, no, no. <laughs> it just fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk also about your band, um, Virgin Mary Pistol Group, a little bit because you are pretty big. You're kind of a big deal. Sort did of a big know, deal. Did you know like that? I did. I. I did not. Everybody I've talked to in the music scene that has been on the show or talked about being on the show that I've talked to told that I have you on the show knew who you were. Every single person. Flattering. I we're mean, talking about people from Minnesota too. Minnesota, I love Minnesota. I, I actually lived in Minnesota for one, pretty much one year in Uptown. So anybody else in Minnesota, I lived in Uptown. I worked at a grocery store. It was really fun. Actually, I didn't yeah. have any. Res- Abilities except for that job. So. That's cool. Um, yeah. We, yeah we, we were in Uptown yesterday. Was we're, that just yesterday? Or two days ago? I don't know. Constructive time has no hold on me. Um, uh, time is a construct. It is. Um, is. You're, okay, I... Where Time Where Time Went. That is that a song title, right? But that's a... Um, it's the a new album we're going to be putting out. Okay, yeah, that's a new album, and that's going to be released hopefully next. September ish. Yeah, okay, uh, this fall. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I I can't help but notice when I listen to your music that a lot of your songs on your um debut full album and your um other one are about getting away from addiction. Okay. Can you yeah, touch I'm, on that a little bit? Yeah. I, um, um, so the song Two Days Sober, I would say first, I would talk about that. Um, so my brother actually was trying to start a band in our hometown, another band, a different band, and he they named it Two Days Sober. Um, but, the, but then what happened is basically people in the band, you know, were doing drugs, like uh, be- things where they could not, you know, be in a band. I mean, you can't be constructive and, and you know, I mean... I can't anyway. I mean, I can't, you know, or you can't have other members, you know, or he practices at two and they sh- don't show, you know, things like that. So, um, so then basically I just use that as a character. I, I've, ne- I've not necessarily been, um, n- addicted as in I needed rehab or anything like that, or, but I do have a lot of family members, but it, I mean, addiction runs in my family. Um, people have been to rehab people. I mean, we all, sh- a lot of them struggle with, especially alcohol and, you know, so two days sober is just kind of this thing where, you know, you make it about two days and dang, it's about it. And then you start feeling, you know, the loneliness and the emptiness of making promises to people. And then you can't come through because you were, you know, doing these things. So it's, you know, pretty much just kind of, kind of, uh, um, just, you know, basing everything off of that, just being two days sober and, you know, having your whole life kind of fall apart. Yeah. I had a band leader actually fall asleep during a song. I was taking lead on, on stage, and we didn't even know that he was back to drinking again. So I totally understand that. Dang. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. intense, that's, and we got him help right away. And he's he's doing really really well now. Really well. That, him. That's good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Are very, you you said you collaborate, right? You collaborative, right, on your songs, on your albums. Um. I'm, yeah. 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 I mean, some a little bit. How much? Probably. What? How much percentage of it? Like all the songs, the originals, have you written? Oh, um... Ballpark? I mean, the first album, pretty much 75% of it. I mean, I write 99% of the lyrics, and then probably like 
seven out of ten songs, maybe on guitar. I mean, I mean, we haven't, you know, Wyatt, the, this new album, I believe, wrote half. So the new album coming out, it's kind of a little more all of us instead of, you know, more just me. So I That's think cool. it's kind of exciting. I love, I, mean, I love your shirt, by the way. <laughs> I want I want that shirt really bad. This? Yes, really bad. It's Art. really cute. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It's too cute. Um, <laughs> so you, you're a wordsmith. I've noticed that because we've been friends on Facebook since we met. And that was, what, like four year, four and a half years ago? Pre-COVID. I mean, yeah. It, Arlo was six months old, so it, was, it would have been about five years ago, actually. Holy schnike. Yeah, I know. How old are we? It's crazy. That, ah, I feel like I that kind of, not that long ago. No, and it was really fun too. But I just remembered, like you're—I mean, Guster was great. They're always amazing. But you stood out to me during that experience. So, and I thought my cat was dying at the time. Um, and I was like, "We're still going to go because you know we have these tickets, and it's like the only time we're going to be able to see Guster come through Nebraska, like you know, right? Whatever." Right. So we went to the show, and it, my cat ended up living five more years. I just put him down a few weeks ago, actually. But he was eighteen and a half. He that's a good life. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that I remember being so sad about that. And you just totally brightened up my, my night with your personality. So thank oh, yeah. you for that. <laughs> I say that when you, I think earlier you were saying how we, I think maybe I had corduroy as my background on my phone. Yeah. Corduroy. That's a, yeah. Yeah. We were all like, and then you were like, we were like, oh, let's talk about cats. And like no one around. Like people sometimes are like, okay. Like, you know, about cats. But I'm always like, why not? Uh, cats, 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 yes, cats, cats, I cats, completely cats, agree. Cats, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I have, my, have, I don't know, I don't think I have you on Snapchat. I'm not sure if you're on there, but my cat, Fat Gary, is pretty much an internet sensation. He's really? got a low thyroid, and I call him Fat Gary, so to bitches don't call him fat behind his back because he's fat <laughs> and his name is Gary, and he's morbidly obese. That and he, he literally, when he drinks water, he lays down around the water dish. Just like <laughs> that. Oh, he my. lays down completely. You should, you should post a picture. I will. I will send you a picture of that. I'll send you a picture of that, and where I just go, Gary, 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 and finally he goes. Meep. There we go. Get a job, Gary. Get a Con- job. Contribute okay. to this household for once in your life, um, Gary. Gary, 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 get a job. Lays down, drink water. <laughs> you magnificent beast. I. What are your favorite lyrics of all time that you've written? Um, I'm gonna say probably. Hand in hand, it's a new song that we have, or it's gonna be a song on the new album, and it's just. It, 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 I wrote it in like, it's kind of like, I feel like a few songs, you know, they just come to you like within seconds or not seconds, but I mean, it, it, I don't, it, especially a few people who maybe who don't write songs, but like people who do write songs, it is, it's like, it's like lightning just hits, you write it down and then, then it's pretty much just takes care of itself. It's like, so I feel like that one was just because of the content and like, it's just, it was basically right during COVID. I mean, and I hate to be using that because everyone's like, oh, during COVID, I did this. I mean, but it was like a dark slash weird slash. I mean, part of it, the the one good thing is we learned how to, you know, 
maybe work better not in a building and we can all try. I don't know. You know, there's there, we're taking positives, but yeah, uh, hand in hand would be the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics are basically about. Um, I mean, I can tell you the lyrics. I mean, if you want to, I mean, it's up to you since it's not released yet. So yeah, you. I'd love so to hear them. The, yeah, okay. So the, basically, it's uh, oh my gosh. Oh, I've been waiting day and night for you to stop by and say hi. It has I haven't seen you since who knows when. It's hard to remember where time went. So that's hence the name of the album. Um, and then I went outside looking for a ride. I saw you walking down the street. Seems like I've seen you before, only in a dream. And then the chorus is, um, stand on top of a waterfall, close your eyes and jump. Make believe the sky is green. Hand in hand, we stand. Um, so basically, it's basically, you know, being with someone. You know, hand, I mean, the name hand in hand. I mean, it get, kind of gets Reconnecting. Yeah. So it's like, um, and then the second verse is, um, it's more kind of along the lines of COVID. It's like, I've been sinking in this space for way too fucking long. Um, it seems like I've been here before only in a dream. Kind of repeating the first verse or second verse. And then it goes back into the chorus of the same chorus. Does a little bridge, goes back into a quadruple chorus. I mean, just, you know, over and over. <laughs> and then just saying hand in hand, we stand over and over. Um, I like that. That's really uplifting. Yeah, especially during... Dude, COVID for musicians was awful. I, I know, mean, I... for everybody it was awful. I, I... But, like, we we had to do from-home shows. I mean, and, like, we couldn't get together without, like, having masks on and even film them on, like, you know, the air, you know? It was just, I mean, COVID for everybody is awful. Like, really, really awful. Yeah. Like, everybody. It's been awful. Trust yeah. me. I've been, yeah. I had COVID seven times. I'm just going to say I've had COVID seven times. Dear God. Yes. It's been a strange. I was in the ER on Thanksgiving not this last one, but the one before with COVID. And they did a scan on my brain because they thought I was going to have an aneurysm. I mean, that's real. Yeah. I mean, and my immune system is completely affected by it. Like, and it just, it just affected everybody. We couldn't, we couldn't do shows anymore. Like it, it just kind of like, I think it changed music in a way that's going to keep evolving though. Do you think so? Um, I, oh yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, everyone started doing more things online. I mean, mm-hmm. And it, now it's it's going back, um, but I feel like parts of that, uh, again, it's kind of like if you look at, I mean, there's there's really no, I mean, COVID sucked, but I mean, again, positive things that came out of it, yeah. May, and now maybe artists are going to tour right now. I feel like there's a ton of touring because A, probably, you know, they lost out on money, but B, yeah. haven't played shows, like there haven't been a bunch of concerts, you know, it's finally opening back up to the public. And live streaming uh, became way more popular. So I, then you have like twice the audience, pretty much. Yeah, you know, so that's pretty cool. I mean, if you if you don't if you're agoraphobic, don't want to go out in public, and you can still want to see the show, you still got yep. it. It's right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Taking the positives. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brady. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was very yeah. curious about that. I have a lot of friends that are musicians. I'm I'm not a musician. I'm a lyricist. Okay. Um, but I was I had a lot of friends that were just so frustrated at first by not being able to perform because that's part of being a musician is being able to perform. Yep. But then they ended up staying in their apartments and you know focusing, like not focusing, creating. but yeah, creating. That's all they had to do. That's like not that all they had to do, but that's all the only option they had. 
Right. Yeah, it almost forced you to, oh, hey, you're either going to sit here and do nothing or write songs. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. And we were supposed to go to the studio, like, right when that happened. So we had a bunch of songs and then literally a bunch of And then we ended up writing a bunch more songs, like a bunch of that were going to be on the album didn't. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of artists maybe did that, too. Like, I know some, like, artists put out huge albums, or albums they wanted to be big, and then COVID hit nothing and then they just had to put out a new album i mean because it didn't have any ocean or anything you know? agreed That's sorry i literally <laughs> everything you're saying is the reason why we're doing the show so i couldn't leave my house for different reasons um and this became a thing and it's been really right. beautiful um but uh okay so um i want to talk about my favorite lyrics of yours if you don't oh. mind all right. And and Brady's, we both have mm. some. So mine are in um, White Cross. Okay. Um, okay. I'm living proof to not give up, to not give up on you. I fought the war. I fought the fight. I'm not gonna die. Can you? That really resonates with me. Well, for an undisclosed I'm, reason, but I would like you to elaborate on how where that song came from where that came from um well i mean part of it is um so like the the lyrics about the song were basically like kind of like questioning like i feel like all people do and maybe they don't but i feel like they do you questioning you know religion and things like that and then like growing up and i felt like you know sometimes maybe my parents did things that i didn't agree with or why would they do that? Um, so then it's kind of like um, battling through all of those things, you know, that I dealt with throughout my life where it's, you know, kind of the whole, still the whole thing of, you know, you know, battling through and finally making it to the other side, you know, again. I mean, and I, and I don't want to say like, oh, I'm, you're always on like the other side because you can still go back, you know, where you have to battle back through. But um, at that time when I was writing that song, I felt like, you know, I had been through some stuff and I got through it. So that was where that, that chorus. I'm not going to die. That means I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to suicide. I'm going to still be here or I'm going to be me either way. Or is it uh, existential? seriously existential question? I'm sorry about that, but is there, that's the one that mattered to me. Oh, um, and that was more like, um, back to, um, I think maybe more of I'm not going to die as in your uh, your subconscious or your I don't know if it's your sub but living forever like as yeah. in even yeah. though your body dies, the rest of your body continues. Yeah, I love it. That's how I interpreted it. It's very good, good to be validated. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're just like all across the board, huge advocate for mental health, and it's amazing. Um, uh, you're a music teacher as well. I am. Do you help kids with that too? Do you find yourself gravitating towards helping kids with that? Or do you think that, yeah, you know, as an outlet, like using music as an outlet to work oh, yeah. through their emotions? Yeah, there's, uh, especially I feel like, and, I, and I'm lucky because I get to teach uh, a lot of music tech, which is kind of like I get to do what I want on, like, say, GarageBand or on the internet. We can find it. Anyway, the, the point of that is where I get to, uh, 
instead of having being like structured, you have to sit down, you need to play the clarinet, you need to play these notes at this tempo. And if you don't, you're not a good musician. Um, so I like, I like to have the flexibility of, you know, letting kids just um, find their own voice and like, you know, understand, but teach them like about all types of music. And like, this is why this happened. This is why this happened. These you know, this is how song structure works. So it's more of the kids who are more curious about, you know, maybe even being a producer or that side of it instead of just a musician. Then they have um, they have an outlet where instead of maybe they suck at math or they're not good at reading, you know, it's like they can do something else with their life. They don't, you know, which, you know, is fun. It, you're yeah. giving them kind of an avenue out. Right. They, but they've never actually express themselves. Yeah, exactly. And they don't even know it sometimes because you're like, so let's say in GarageBand, I set it up where they make a song and then they'll come to me like, you know, a couple weeks later and they want they want me to hear the song. So I listen to it and then it's like really, really good. And you're just like, oh, and they don't even know it. Like you're and then I'm just like, you're really good at this. Like you need to do more of this. And they're just like, I'm good. Like they don't even know, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where maybe they finally realize that they're good at it or Maybe no one's ever told them, you know, so. Or let, yeah. or let them try. I love that. Right. Yeah. Just let them try. Yeah. I teach uh, voice lessons to kids. I love that, that, that moment where they're validated and they know yep. they worked really hard. I like to feel like record them at the very beginning and then as progress goes on and then they hear themselves and they're like, what? That's me. <laughs> it's crazy. That's really it's really, really rewarding. A really good idea to record them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Good because yeah, you just... that's Sorry, awesome. You cut out for a yeah, thanks. Um, uh, how did okay? We're going to go back to Virgin Mary Pistol Grip for a second. Um, how did the band form and how has it evolved? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so the band started in 2011 or 12. My buddy Dan uh, in New City, and I lived here in Omaha, and uh, we were both in a different band together. We decided that we were going to kind of. Well, at first it was going to be a funny, like kind of a funny band where we would write songs mm. that were just fun and funny, like about this girl who has like, you know, is a process. I mean, it was just anyway, I'm not going to go into anyway, but they were just like supposed to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a very, very strange let off there. <laughs> we knew where you were going. Let off yeah. the gas pedal right there. Yeah, so we did a few of those. I mean, it was okay. Like, you know, it's fun to do those, you know, here and there. And I I like to mess around on my guitar and just write funny things. Too. But then basically it came to, we started like, hey, let's start recording songs. And we were like, oh, we should be a little more serious, like get some more, um, you know, we can have fun and be humorous together. But like when we play the, in the band, like in front of people, let's be more serious. So we just evolved from that. Um, and then uh, when we went to LA, I ended up, one person left, another person, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then two years ago, we, I got a new bassist and drummer. Um, and then Wyatt, my guitarist, has been with me for like six or seven years maybe. So uh, we're kind of kind of where we're, we're at a good place right now, I, I think. Yeah, it's like everybody's on the same page. We all understand each other. It's all about communicating. Um, DJ is on bass. Uh, Schroeder J is on drums. I'm just going to give him a shout out since, you know, um, I'm on here. And then so it's kind of like those guys, it's kind of like when um, you're in a relationship, it's all about communicating and trust. And if 
you know, different in a band because everyone has to trust that everyone's going to do what they're supposed to do, not what they want to do sometimes, but what they're supposed to do. So it's going pretty good. That, Thanks. I was going to ask, do your, do your drummer and bassist communicate? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. that's, the, that's the ultimate foundation of every good band. For right. Real. It, it is. is. It makes everybody better. I love that. Um, and I, from what I've heard, you do. I want to see you live really bad. Um, do you have an upcoming show anytime soon? We do actually. Um, May thirteenth, we're going to be at the Slowdown with a bunch of our friends. Um, we play. I think there's four bands. We play second. I mean, I, I would love what it. Time everybody. does it start? The first. Uh, I think the first band's at eight p.m. Okay. The Slowdown is. I'm going to be there. Slowdown is a very uh, kind of a, a fun venue. Look. That's where I came up. Creepy, determined look. Hmm? Yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna. Yes, be. I will. That's a very <laughs> scary look. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, right here, over the air, <laughs> we'll be at the show. I'm, I'm gonna be wearing this black dress. <laughs> Actually, if you both let's do the show, uh, you can get okay. in for free. If you okay. show up. Uh-huh. At- just like, I have to. Oh. I have to clean off my suit jacket. It's gonna be kind of warm on that day, probably. But yeah, I mean, it'll be good because I'm still I'm in the short black dress, so it's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, who are your biggest musical influences? Like your personal ones. Um, like, and I'm not not talking about just musicians, but also like life experiences, life, you know, people in life, whatever. Like, what influences you the most in writing and performing, and wanting to perform, and wanting to teach, and everything? Okay. Um, well, number, my number one influence, I always say is Eddie Vedder. I'm a huge Pearl Jam guy. Um, and, and I wouldn't say because of the, I mean, to me, I love his voice, but, um, it's more about the lyrical content than, than really him as a person. It's kind of like, um, I like Counting Crows. I like Adam Duritz, Justin Furstenfeld of Blue October. I feel like he portrays himself like, Above and beyond, I feel like he says things that most people are afraid to say. So I feel like that kind of, you know, learning from him gave me courage to talk about a lot of things, too, I feel like. Um, who else would I say? Rain Maida of Our Lady Peace. Um, I, I, I love, my favorite thing is performing. I love recording songs. I love writing. But I love performing. That's the best part. Um, just because I like to either, A, get a reaction from the crowd or, you know, have people talk to me after the show about the lyrics or the songs. And it's just a, uh, it's, it's like, it's a little validating. I mean, not that I need validation, but it's always good to get it. It's validating that you're making art that resonates with people. I always tell people that because I'm an auxiliary musician. So I'm always like kind of in the background doing either harmonies or strings or whatever, piano, whatever. Um, I don't like to front man that much. Um, I will if I have to, but still, uh, I always say, and I think you are exactly like this. It's about the connection between you and the crowd and knowing that they're connecting with you on your art that you created and it's resonating with them and making a difference and really, like hitting them where it hit you when you made it. That's a human connection. You right. know what I mean? I yeah. do. They, I so everything you do, literally everything between teaching, performing, all of it is about human connection, isn't it? Yeah. That's very Weird, true. Huh? Right. So and I've never, I guess I've never really thought of all of that. So, yeah, that, I know. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. I've been, I've been watching. I, I mean, and I, I guess I feel like maybe my approach might be a little different because I, 
I, I, yeah, people who always say like, oh, I create the art for me, it's just for me, you know, and if other people like it, that's fine. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I also feel like, especially in music, like, I try to keep the crowd in mind and I'm thinking of like, okay, if I'm doing this now, can I predict that that stuff's going to happen? No, I can't. But um, sometimes I, I just have a hunch or I have a feeling or concerts I've been to and I notice what crowds do for certain things. You know, I just kind of try to use things that I've learned. Um, and, and Bob, our producer is basically kind of like that. He's a big time teacher. So he's taught us a lot of kind of just studying songs, studying artists and things like that. So just makes you a um you have you have like a super positive online presence and performance presence like you're just infectious it's impossible not to love you and you are so uplifting you're just generally uplifting caring open-minded just non-judgmental um it you're it's just you're a unicorn also can i say that your hair is amazing can uh, we just yes. put that out there can we just put that and also we, it was obvious but I'm sorry, awesome. what? <laughs> no, shut, no, you are. You are. Your mom's awesome. My mom's awesome. We're all awesome. Um, if I see you in Omaha, where I live, I'm just going to walk up and give you a hug randomly. Please hug you back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is? Oh, oh, yeah. But be yeah. wearing your suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very expensive suit. I had it tailored. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing, that, that positivity, though. A lot of your songs that you've written, since you said you did, you know, most of the lyrics, ninety nine percent, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, they come from a place of pain. How did you turn that pain into such re- relentless positivity? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, there, I mean, this is, could be like a huge deep conversation, but like, I feel like <laughs> childhood trauma is a is a thing that happened in my life, and I and it, and I would say more like verbal and maybe just mental um i felt like i was kind of a parent my mom was really really young when she had me so i was um basically kind of like a parent in the home because my dad would be at work so i was the older sibling so i feel like a lot of that has kind of uh in my to stay positive i guess it was because basically i'm kind of always i was always doing that my whole life like i was you know protecting my brother and my sister um and then just making sure that they were okay and then everything so I would say a lot of a lot of that just stems off of my my life just you know, being that it, yeah things suck sorry <laughs> I'm, I mean we sometimes you can't predict it sometimes you can sometimes you go through crazy things let no so um, we're still alive and that's kind of a you know that's back to the Pearl Jam like we are still alive and um I know that I, I read a thing or listened to a thing when Eddie Vedder said he wrote that. You know, it was kind of a place of sex, like questioning why he was alive. And as he's gotten older, it's basically now it's a like a, a badge of honor. Like, hey, we're still alive, so let's celebrate the time that we have. We're still That's what I'm. Tr- I mean, and I should say, I guess I'm trying. You know, and uh, I'm I'm one person. I mean, so then like the whole band thing we were talking about. You find people who work well with you. Uh, and so then, like, that's kind of part of it. So the people that I have in the band right now, like I mentioned, uh, they, they get it and they're, like, on board and they want to do all of these things. And, you know, they're basically, like, it's kind of like I'm the quarterback of the team. Like, you, you get all the credit, but you also get all the shit. So, like, you know, yeah, oh, you guys are so good. Or, oh, we don't like, you know, 
or the other way, you know, you guys would be really good if you didn't have. So, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those, despite your curse is your blessing is your blessing is your curse type of thing. Like good, good and bad, <laughs> the, the, you know, walk in the dark. So others can walk in the light. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's so true. And I feel like even with like comic books, I mean, that's, Literally, that's what that's about. <laughs> I mean, it's those are real stories that are just made into that to help. I feel like to help people understand, you know, crazy. It's crazy, but you know, that's that's the point of fiction. Taking on is- responsibility, but this is reality, and he's taking on responsibility so that we don't have to. Yeah. You know, it's pretty magical. Um, a uh, did you ever take voice lessons personally? No. I went. So when I was with my last band, our singer went and I went like a, to a couple, but really no. I mean, my Your voice is so clear and resonant and pitch accurate. I, I give voice lessons and I was listening to everything and I just didn't hear okay. a single thing. I would even like be like, hey, do this better. It was it was great. Well, thanks. I mean, the yeah. thing is, I mean, I sing all the time, so I just feel like that's kind of. And, and, you know, maybe I should. I mean, I, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should. You know, why not? Um, but mm-hmm. then on the other hand, I also, like I said, I like to learn from other people. So I kind of watch, see how people sing, see what they do with their bodies, see what they do with their mouth, um, their chest, their diaphragm. I mean, you can just learn a lot by watching. So uh, that's one of my favorite Absolutely. things. Watch. So. Inward singing. Yeah. When you're not inward singing, you're only rocking them half of the time. Right. <laughs> so how how do you actually you, ever, you actually have to have you ever done a talk box before it's so no, crazy i want you just to, you go you have to inhale and then just make the consonant sound so it's like for california but then okay. you're inhaling at the same time it's so strange i managed my ex-husband's fan the one you met at the show yep. with at guster um, and we do California love and I'm the only one who can actually do <laughs> California. Okay. That's what it sounds like. I'm actually, I'm actually very curious. So you've never taken voice lessons. No. You obviously have a very, very, very vocal personality. Um, how did you end up coming into music? Like, uh, just, it, I, did it just resonate with you and you just pursued it as a passion or? Um, I mean, so in high school, I played sports and didn't really do any. I played video game. I like played video games. With my younger brother played sports, had a job. I didn't, I was in choir until I was like a, maybe a sophomore. And then I joined band my freshman year. And all I did was like play the drum. That's like, that. I didn't really play an instrument. Um, and then when I got <laughs> out of here, <laughs> hey, that was me. <laughs> I was literally just like, I- the, the you know my teacher would just point at me. <laughs> Play you played the triangle. Hey, yeah. you learned rhythm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- I mean that's like so. My dad, when I was in third, like third to eighth grade, made me take piano lessons. So I feel like a lot of like rhythm and like cadences. Like I feel like my piano teacher was awesome because she she knew that I didn't like I didn't read music. I would just play, like. I could kind of memorize what she would show me and then I would just play it. So it was more of, I didn't want to learn the piano so much. I just wanted to, you know, listen to music. <laughs> I just wanted to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was the same way. I quit piano lessons. Actually, I was kicked out of them. I ended up teaching uh, myself with one song. That's and, not yeah. surprising. Yeah, I know. I just I don't like to be told what to do. You so know. then I got a, yeah. Then I got a car um, and literally just started learning. I mean, I just got a book and it had all the chords in the back. I just ripped that page out and then learned all the chords and just kept switching as fast as I could. And then, like I said, then I started learning. I just watched concerts learn from people, you know, learn from even musicians in town. You know, you go to a show, watch what they do, look at what pedals they use, what amps, guitars. I mean, it's kind of a whole process of, and I mean, and then the passion was just, I, I feel like it's just something that I wanted to do. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, kind of like, I just got the guitar and I started sitting right. Like I wrote a song within like a month. Like as soon as I could learn like two, three chords, I tried to write a, you know, a song. So I was like, so I knew. and then, Right. And then like maybe a, two years later, I was at like a party and I get out a guitar and somebody's like, oh, sing us a song. I'm like, can I, can I show you a song that I wrote? And they're like, yeah. So I like played one song and they were all like just sitting there like, they're like, you wrote that? And I was like, and then that's when I kind of realized that like, huh, maybe I'm like, okay at this, like, or good at it or whatever, you know, how you kind of have that moment of, oh, pretty good. So that was it. So basically, um, yeah, ever since then, you know, I basically just have been writing songs um, over and over and over and, you know, just crafting, making more. Every time you write one, then the next one, you're like, and this one's better. And then you write another one. Oh, man, this is better. So it's kind of like you just have a competition with yeah. yourself, you know, yeah. and just try to really write better songs every time. And if it's not better then you, I mean, that's kind of, then don't just don't do it. Like, don't force anything. I mean... You really shouldn't have to. I mean, if, especially if you're committed to your craft. But You don't have a fight club with yourself outside That's... in your alley like I do? Oh, I mean, just don't, don't get me I do myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, get into a fight with yourself. Yeah. Better song. Better song. You first, first rule is not talking about it. And it broke that rule, <laughs> so I have to go out in the alley right now. <laughs> I'll <First> be back. <laughs> first do a fight club. Song Fight Club. Hey, uh, so you you can download your albums on what platforms again? You can download all of our um, albums on every YouTube, Spotify, i um, iTunes, or Apple Music, whatever it is called. Now. And <coughs> I can't find the name. Is it? Where's the Virgin Mary Pistol? No, no, no. The name is the oh. first album the, on on iTunes, especially. What was the name oh, of the, the album? Well, it's it's technically untitled, so but people call it rock oh, okay. Chair. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, I don't think it had a title. I was nope. right. It's untitled. Right. It was. Do you do you do you want to fancy us with a song tonight? Yeah, sure. Oh, please do. Yeah, let Yay. me. Uh... Song is called Blue Heart. We met for dinner. You won't need to fly Love 
I'm not almost crying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, no, you no, are. No. He's almost crying. Like, Who told you that? Did Steve tell you <laughs> that? Who is Steve? I don't even know. He's the Who is, Who is Steve anyway? No, that. that was really great. So you can be found on... What, what is it? Can you read the website? Because I can't see anymore. Because of the, uh, blinding, the blinding lights. Where? It's right. It should be right in here. Yeah, Spotify. Okay. Okay. You have Spotify, iTunes? iTunes, and Bandcamp, right? Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube. I mean, pretty okay. much. Yeah. And it, my, probably my Facebook page um, on May 13th. Yeah, you've got, yeah, May 13th, the slowdown. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to be there. Virgin Mary Pistol uh, Grip.com band website, yeah. and then Virgin Mary Pistol Grip at gmail.com. You got it. Email? Yeah. Yes. Or if you want to get a hold of them and you forget all of that, you can still email us at even this email is weird at gmail.com. And yeah. check out Jails because this is a person who needs to be celebrated for existing. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. seriously, thank you for being on the show. Um, we're going to plug you for the rest of our season. So we really appreciate. I, I personally seriously appreciate the fact that you exist. And I know that a lot more people other than me alone appreciate your music and what you do for kids and what you do for the community and what you do yes. for your cat corduroy <laughs> <laughs> and what you do for your hair because it's phenomenal i also want to i'm gonna come when i'm in omaha can i come pet your cat randomly you, okay here's the deal like you guys don't know i mean but every show we have pretty much ends up at my house afterwards <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna bring with- tiny pair of overalls for corduroy anyway thank you jails you're the yeah. best it was really nice to meet you, and I just, on a personal note, I'm just glad that you're actually teaching kids music and I actually letting them get it out in the world. Thanks, man. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate all of these words. It's bling, it's flattering, it's all of the above. Uh, I appreciate both of you taking your time doing what you do as well. So, much yeah, love. well, yeah, it's not supposed to be flattering. It's true. So, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I I don't mean yeah. that flattering. Yeah. I mean, yeah, genuinely. no, it's true, it's true, it's true. Yeah, but yeah, peace, love to you always. Thank you for always loving my Facebook posts. I'll always yeah. love yours back. Yeah. yeah, we're still alive. Still alive. Yeah, we're still alive. Okay, everybody, listening, and watching. That was Jails John of Virgin Mary Pistol Grip and the Blue Fingernails Movement and music teaching and educating and being the champion of the universe. Um, you can find. Uh, their band at virginmarypistolgrip.com. You can also email them at virginmarypistolgrip at gmail.com, spelled V-I-R-G-I-N-M-A-R-Y-P-I-S-T-O-L-G-R-I-P at gmail.com. Um, and for their schedule of events and gigs they're playing, you can find it on Facebook 
um, and you have to search them, Virgin Mary Pistol Grip in all caps, and you can find their page, and you can just click on the events link, and it'll show you all their shows are upcoming. Um, also, you can find them on Saturday, May 20th, Sarpy County, Nebraska, or Werner, Nebraska, at the Multiple Sclerosis Walk. You can find the Blue Fingernails Movement um, on just Blue Fingernails on Facebook. Just type in the search bar. You can find it. Jails. Just remember what he said. We're still alive, so let's celebrate the time we have left. Thank you, Jails, and thank you for listening. This is Sam Jenny from Everyone's Beard, and so are you.